Praise the Lord. Today the church celebrates the memorial of Mary, mother of the church. This is um, crystallized from Jesus' statement on the cross of Calvary when Mary came with John the Beloved to behold her son. And Jesus said this to his mother, woman, this is your son. And then he turned to the disciple and said, son, this is your mother. And the Bible says from that moment, the disciples made a place for her in his home. The place of Mary in our salvific journey can never be overemphasized. She was the one who gave the evangelical yes to the angel when the angel came to bring the message to Mary that she has become the chosen woman to be, that will bear the Son of God, Jesus Christ, that will bring, hum, bring salvation to humanity. And when she received this message, she humbly accepted by saying, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Today, the church brings out this, <clears throat> the centrality of this in our journey of faith because Mary continues to remain not just a personality to be admired, but she comes to remain a model for us in responding to God who has offered us his love. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever receives him shall receive, shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. You see, so Mary continues to remain a model that helps us to receive this love of God in our lives. And uh, if you look at the scriptures, uh, not much is said about Mary, except in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, and a little bit in chapter 2. And I just want to, you know, outline few points that have made Mary an outstanding woman who can stand as a model for Christendom today. In our response to the love of God that came to us in Christ Jesus. The first point I want to identify about Mary is uh, her the devout love for the Word of God. We were made to understand that Mary, from her childhood, was dedicated to the temple. In those days, there was no school, so every form of education you would get was from the temple. They called it the temple school. And Joachim and Anna gave Mary to the temple school, and so Mary was exposed to scriptures from her early age. She became a young girl who began to study scriptures, what they called the Torah in those days. The Torah, the holy writings of the prophets, the major prophets and the minor prophets, and also the Psalms. And she so studied them that Mary digested the word of God. And so on account of this, she was able to understand the plan of God, the purpose of God, and God's agenda about bringing salvation to humanity. So everything about the purpose of God for humanity, Mary had a fair idea about it. And so when the angel came to her, she was able to understand and she yielded herself. So Mary was a woman who loved the word of God so much. She lived by the word of God. She was a woman of the world. And that's why St. Augustine said many years ago that Mary first of all conceived Jesus in the womb of her memory, in the womb of her intellect first before she conceived Jesus in the womb of her body. And so Mary continued to stand as a mother for us to learn to open ourselves to the word of God, not to be naive when it comes to knowing the word of God. St. Jerome says, ignorance of scripture is the ignorance of God, our ignorance of Christ. So Mary was a woman of the word of God. Number two point about Mary is that Mary had what they call the classic obedience. 
Mary was a woman who was obedient to God. Mary was a woman who was obedient to the word of God. She was not a woman who resisted God in any way. Her obedience is what we call the evangelical yes. She said yes to God and that yes, you know, completely deprived her of the opportunity to live her own life. So she basically lived the life God wanted her to live. And so she, she yielded to God's demand completely, ultimately. And that continues to, you know, uh, be a model for us as Christians to understand that Christ died for all. So that those who live may no longer live for themselves, but to live for him who loved us and died for us. The third point I made that I have found very inspiring is her docility of spirit. Mary was a woman who understands that God's demand in her life is very pertinent. And on account of that, it will not be rosy, it will not be so easy, it will not be milk and honey. And so she was ready to yield to God's demand, even when it will cause her pain and cause her some kind of deprivation about the rest of life. And then for us as Christians, we must understand that Jesus told us, and in this world we will have many troubles, but we should remember he has overcome the world. So Mary's docility of spirit was quite inspiring, and that's how she you know, inspires us as Christians to yield to God's demand. It will cause pain, pain, pains will come in our journey of fulfilling the will of God for our lives. The fourth point about Mary that I, I found very interesting is her prophetic character. Prophetic character in the sense that Mary was a woman who was day by day governed by the values of the word of God. Whatever choice Mary was making, whatever decision she was making, she subjected it to the values of God. Any choice and decision she's making that stands against the values of God was not meant for her. So she perpetually lived a life that was governed by the word of God. In other words, she was a woman who lived under the lordship of the word of God. And that is what Jesus has called us to live. He said, if my word abides in you and you have faith in the one who has sent me, he said, you have eternal life. You are passed from death to life. And then he said, there shall be no judgment upon you. So when we actually yield ourselves to the lordship of the word of God, where the word of God becomes what determines the things we do, the choice we make, our detailed choice of life every day must be subject to the values of the word of God. And when that is fully encapsulated in our lives, we are able to enjoy three spiritual benefits that Jesus has identified. And the first one is what? You begin to enjoy the life of God. It's called eternal life. In this human flesh, you begin to host the supernatural power of the life of God in you. Secondly, he said you are passed from death to life. In other words, there's something spiritual about you where death cannot just step into your life and mess you up big time. You have what it, what it, you have what it takes to deal with the agents of death in, order, in whatever form they show up. In whatever form they show up, you have the grace to be able to dominate the elemental forces of death. And then finally, he said, and there shall be no judgment. It means that, you know, the grace of God has been, you know, poured out upon your life and you will enjoy the peace of God perpetually. You become an eternal friend of God, you see. So Mary's uh, prophetic character, you know, brings us to this dimension where we should yield ourselves to the Lordship of the world. And the final one is her sense of dominion. Her sense of dominion. In Luke chapter 1, in the Magnificat, she says, you know, for the Almighty has done great things in me, holy his name. And on account of that, he now says, all generations shall call me blessed. 
all generations call me blessed. Mary was not a naive Christian or a naive person. Mary was a woman who understood her place in God and was able to prophetically you know, proclaim that she's a blessed woman. Not because of her own doing, but because of the investment of God upon her life. You see, so Mary knew that she was a bearer of the treasures of God. The treasure of God, which is Christ in us. And the Bible says, Christ in us is the hope of glory. And so, on account of that, she blessed herself. You know, a lot of Christians like to always interpret their, their life from a negative point of view. Everything they say about themselves is negative. They see death. They see sickness. They see attack. They see all forms of negativity. And they think that by being by pitying themselves all the time and, you know, and uh, bringing themselves to that level where they are insignificant, they make the things of God to happen in, in, in their life. Mary was not like that. She proclaimed and professed it. All generations shall call me blessed. Because she knows she was blessed on account of God's investment in her life. So her mentality was a dominating mentality. Her mentality was a mentality that has a victory, you know, perspective. And so as we celebrate today, Mary being the mother of the church, we are, as a matter of fact, you know, brought to bear with the realities of the personality of Mary. You know, to learn from her also, she's going to inspire us. She's going to remain a role model for us. To learn to have devout love for the word of God, number one. To, to learn to give God an absolute yes, evangelical yes. Let our obedience be classical. An obedience that has an ability to strike God in heaven. And then thirdly, we should be able to understand that we've been called to become docile. That the Christian journey, the Christian life is not a life that everything will be rosy for you. Even though there could be trouble, you have peace in your heart. And then to have a prophetic mentality. To be people who are governed by the values of the word of God. And not people who live a free-range life where values are, are bankrupting us. And then finally, finally, people who have sense of dominion, who are not naive, who are not led astray by, you know, what they call money. Those who have complex issues. And so we ask the good Lord to bless us and be with us through Christ our Lord. Amen.